Well, today we're going to come to the penultimate message in our series called Don't Stop Now. If you've been joining us over these last few weeks, I pray that you've been encouraged as we've studied together as a church family this Old Testament book of Haggai together. It's been such a blessing. I've got so much from it. God has been speaking to me through it and I know he's been speaking to the life of our church as well through this book. I pray he's been speaking to you as well and we're going to come to the end of this book today, Haggai 2, and we're going to be reading from verse 20 to 23. This is what it says. On that same day, December the 18th, the Lord sent this second message to Haggai. Tell Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, that I am about to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overthrow royal thrones and destroy the power of foreign kingdoms. I will overturn their chariots and riders. The horses will fall and their riders will kill each other. But when this happens, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will honor you, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, my servant. I will make you like a signet ring on my finger, says the Lord, for I have chosen you. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. The title of this message today is, I need a word. I wonder, have you ever said that? Have you ever said that to God? I know that I have many times in my life. Lord, I need a word from you. Maybe today as you're watching this, you were struggling. Maybe you're finding yourself in a very difficult situation, a hard situation. Maybe you're afraid about your, your future. You've, you're afraid that you can't move forward because of the circumstance that you, fi- that you find yourself in. You know, I, I found myself in, in many difficult circumstances. I've gone through trials and difficulties even recently in my own life. And there have been times where I've had my back up against the wall or where my world has been totally changed and turned ups, upside down. And, you know, I, I, I say that to the Lord, Lord, I need a word from you. And in those moments, God steps in. And in those moments of defeat, those moments of discouragement, those moments of fear, God steps in. And as I've said, more often than not, he doesn't come and change those circumstances or rewind the time so that he would take me out of that and I could avoid that trouble altogether. But God steps in and gives me a word in the middle of the storm. A perfect word, that word which I needed. And you know, those words are so precious. Those precious words from the Lord. And I write them down in a journal. And whenever I go through difficulties or trials, I look back on those words, what God has said to me. And, you know, they bring so much encouragement and help me to move forward and help me to fight in that battle that I find myself in. They remind me of God's faithfulness. And, you know, when I hear that word from from the Lord, that needed word, my circumstance might not have necessarily changed but I have changed. My spirit has changed. God is working in me and I've got fresh faith to challenge and to move forward and press on into all that God has for me. And we see this happening here. This this word comes at just the right time to God's people through the prophet Haggai. I love those and I pray that this will be a word for you if you are feeling discouraged or you are feeling down today. We see this in the last few verses of Haggai. We've seen already that the people of God, they had Restarted rebuilding the temple of God after 15 years of of opposition and not and not building the temple, they began work again. And God was blessing them. God was encouraging them, encouraging them, and God was setting them ablaze again. They had this fresh passion and the love, uh, this love for the Lord, and and they were all working together. And yes, they faced opposition. Yes, they were distracted and discouraged as they were through this halfway through this building project. But God gives him this incredible promise that I'm with you and there is a future for you. And God reminds his people, as we looked at last time, to to get their lives right, to put God first again, to become a holy people for the Lord. And, And that's what God does in their lives. But God's not finished there. 
God isn't finished encouraging his people because God's got a final message, a final message for his people, but also a final message for one individual as well. And first of all, God gives this word, this specific word to these, the Jewish people there in Jerusalem as they were rebuilding this temple to encourage them to get the job done, to don't stop now, but to keep going and finish God's house. Haggai 2 verse 20 to 22. On that same day, December the 18th, the Lord sent a second message to Haggai. Tell Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, that I'm about to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overthrow royal thrones and destroy the power of foreign kingdoms. I will overturn their chariots and riders. The horses will fall and their riders will kill each other. You know, the nations surrounding Jerusalem, surrounding the people of God, they were larger, they were stronger and you know, things weren't panning out as they thought, as Zerubbabel, the governor, had imagined. But God had a word for his people. God had a word for his people. And God says that he's going to look after his people. He's going to take care of his people. Despite all these armies and these enemies around them, God was going to be with his people. And God was going to protect and help his people. The same God who enabled Moses to defeat Egypt and Joshua to defeat the nations in Cana, he would protect his people now and his purposes would be fulfilled through them. God says to his people here that Israel, his people, his chosen people will endure to the last days that God will defeat all their enemies and they will establish her in his kingdom. In other words, God says there's a hope and a future for his people. And I believe that God says that to you today. There's a hope and a future for you. Despite what you're going through, the storm you find yourself in, despite all the circumstances and the difficulties around you, God's got a hope and a future for you. I believe this is an incredible encouragement for our church today, that God's got a future for our church. We've got an incredible past, an incredible legacy, but we're not living there because God's promised that glorious future for us as a church. And we'd love for you to be a part of that glorious future as well. God is for us, God loves us, and he's gonna use us to reach the nations. God's gonna protect us. And you know, I'm so glad that Jesus has won the victory over the enemy through the cross and through the resurrection. We are part of the kingdom of God forever and ever. And this is a reason to celebrate and rejoice. There is a hope and a future for us as a church, collectively and individually as well. But you know, God here again, he's not finished with the encouragement. Not only does God want to give a specific word to encourage his people, but God gives a specific word and it was a needed word to one individual. And God has a specific word for this guy called Zerubbabel. We've talked a lot about him in this series. We've looked at him and we know that he was the governor at this time, but we don't know much else about Zerubbabel or we haven't looked at much else about Zerubbabel, but God wants to give a specific message to him to encourage him. But you might be wondering why? Why does God want to speak specifically to Zerubbabel? Well, Zerubbabel, he was the grandson of King Jehoiakim and we read about him in Jeremiah 22 where Zerubbabel here, he isn't just some random governor who's just come out of nowhere. But as you study about Zerubbabel, you'll see that he's part of the royal line of David. In other words, he's an ancestor of King David. It's incredible. And, and when you think about that, in Matthew 1, where we see this incredible genealogy of, of the descendants of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we see Zerubbabel's name in there as well. He's a descendant, he's an ancestor, rather, of our Savior, Jesus Christ. But you know what's interesting here? The reason why God wants to speak to Zerubbabel, this governor, in this moment, is that Zerubbabel, he wasn't 
wearing a crown like other governors and other leaders and other kings were wearing at that time. He wasn't sitting on a throne. Instead, Zerubbabel, he was a governor of a, he was a humble governor and he was in charge of a struggling remnant of Jewish people. And they were trying to rebuild this temple. Things weren't working out well for Zerubbabel. In other words, things weren't fair for Zerubbabel. He wasn't like the kings around him. Even though he's called by God and he was going to be an ancestor of our saviour, things weren't easy for Zerubbabel. And he was having a tough time that he was in this position. It was a, a discouraging position for a royal prince to be in. But you know, God doesn't Zerubbabel and leaves Zerubbabel in this situation. God has a word to encourage him. I'm sure Zerubbabel needed this. Things weren't panning out the way he thought. The temple wasn't as good as Solomon's temple that he and the people were building at that time. Things weren't going according to his plans, I'm sure. But God steps in with a word at just the right time. I love those moments and I pray for those moments. I, I pray that you would receive those moments as well. Where God gives that, that special word and he does here to, to his servant, to his Zerubbabel, through the prophet Haggai. He has a special word of encouragement for him. And that word is found in verse 23 of Haggai 2. It says this, But when this happens, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will honour you, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, my servant. I will make you like a signet ring on my finger, says the Lord, for I have chosen you. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. God called Zerubbabel here his servant. He says, you're my servant. And this was an exclusive title reserved specially for people who were chosen and called by God. And you know, you and I have that, that title as well. It's an incredible title to have, to be servants of the living God. You know, our Savior was the greatest servant of all. He came not to be served, but to serve. And that's what we should be as the people of God, servants of those around us, serving people, loving on people. And we see here that, that it was a, a mark of, of Zerubbabel being called by God. And God was reminding him, Jude, you're my servant. You're my, I've called you, I've put you in that position. And, and not only that, God compares Zerubbabel to a royal signet ring. It's this special ring that royalty wear and it was used by kings as an official signature on documents. And it was a decree that the kings would keep his promise and fulfill the terms in that document. And, and that's what God was saying here, that you are you called by my name, that you are mine and I'll, I, I, I'll fulfill everything that I promised you, Zerubbabel. That's what he was saying here. You know, unfortunately, Zerubbabel's ancestor, King Jehoiakim, he had he had been rejected by God. But what God was saying to Zerubbabel here was, you're accepted. You are chosen. You are mine. In Jeremiah 22 verse 24, he says this, God says this about Zerubbabel's ancestor, King Jehoiakim. He says this, in, he says, as surely as I live, says the Lord, I will abandon you, Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. Even if you were a signet ring on my hand, I would pull you off. You know, isn't that interesting here that God gives the same sort of promise, but opposite promise, obviously, he gave to Zerubbabel's ancestor. But, but we see here that, that God is reversing the judgment. And now God is renewing the promise, the promise that he gave to the, the, the line of David, that, that it wouldn't run out, that they would, the Savior would come through David's family, that the, the Messiah would come who would save and rescue this world. What an incredible promise. And that's why we see Zerubbabel's name in the genealogy of Jesus. What an amazing guarantee of God's promise that he's a signet ring. You were called by me and 
It was also an indication here, as we see, that a signet ring wasn't just that you were called by my name and I'll fulfill my promise. But there's another interesting twist on this where God was saying that he's his signet, signet ring here. You know, Zerubbabel, as I said, he was a leader. And leadership, it can be a lonely position. It can be hard. It can be difficult. I experienced this many times in my life. It is a lonely position. It's, it's hard. It's, people don't understand you. People don't get it. People often criticize and are out for you. You know, friends are, are very, very few. It's a very difficult position, leadership, and it can be a lonely position as well. But I'm sure there's nothing more reassuring for Zerubbabel to hear that he was a signet ring. And God was reminding him here that not only are you called by me, but that I'm close to you, that you are close to me, Zerubbabel. That's what he's saying here. And I'm sure God was encouraging him here that the Zerubbabel, didn't I put you here? And if I put you here, Zerubbabel, don't you think that I'm going to help you and work through you and fulfill my promises? through you. He says to Zerubbabel, did you hear me speak? He says then, I, I'm the one who called you. I have put you here. You were close to me. Hang on in there through these difficult times and you'll see the promise come to pass. You know, even in my own life, I've gone through different challenges. Even recently, as I've shared many times, it's been hard. These, these last two years, it's been horrible. These last two years, and there'd be many times through these two years, I'm not going to lie to you today, that I've doubted my position. I've doubted my call. It's been hard, it's challenging, and the enemy often does this, you know, should I be here, should I be serving, you know, after all that I've been through, should I really keep serving God, and should I keep pastoring, and you know, I felt those challenges, and I remember a few months ago, just about after Christmas, I was feeling really low, feeling really, really discouraged at that time, and I was sitting at my desk, and um, my computer is there, and I was just feeling really discouraged, and I said, God, you know, I'm, I was battling with these, and, and I said that, God, I need a word from you. I need a word from you, Lord. I'm just so dis discouraged. I'm feeling depressed. This, you know, I'm, I'm questioning everything. God, I just need a word from you. You know, in that moment, I look to my right-hand side and on my desk, I've got my Assemblies of God Ministerial Credential Certificate. This, uh, it proves that I'm a pastor and I've got this certificate on my desk. And, you know, at the bottom of that certificate, there is a Bible verse. And, you know, as I said to God, God, I need a word from you. God spoke to me through that Bible verse. I've looked at that, that, that certificate for many years now. It's been there and I just felt God speak to me through his word, this little verse at the bottom of this certificate. And God said this to me, John 15, verse 16. And, and uh, I felt God say, Luke, this is for you. He says this, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. And you know, that changed everything for me. That I wasn't the one who put myself in this position. I wouldn't want to, I never wanted to. I wanted to become a teacher. I didn't call myself into the ministry. You know, it wasn't about a position grab or anything like that. I'm not interested in that. I don't care about that. But you know, I hear God call me at the age of 18. And God reminded me as I looked across that, Luke, you haven't chosen me. I've chosen you. I've called you. And appointed you and that's what God says here to Zerubbabel he says Zerubbabel I've called you you were chosen you are mine and as this changed everything for me yes as I said my circumstance have been changed and but God changed everything changed inside me when I heard that word for the Lord and and I'm sure it did for Zerubbabel as well it encouraged him to stay on the job and finish the task that God had given him to do he, God reminds Zerubbabel here with this word that he needed that he was special 
that he was chosen by God, that he was a servant by God, that he was near and dear to God, just like a signet ring on a king's hand. And God says to Zerubbabel, yes, there's going to be struggles. Yes, there's going to be suffering. Yes, there's going to be difficulties. But the Messiah is going to come. Keep building that temple. Keep encouraging the people to fix their eyes on God. Keep holding on to the promise. And the Savior of the world is going to come who's going to rescue all of humanity. He'll defeat the enemy. He'll defeat sin. And he will win. And his glorious kingdom will be extended and established forever. And, you know, as we come to a conclusion today, I believe that God has that word for you today. Maybe you're watching this and you've said that, Lord, I need a word from you. Because of the circumstances you're in, you've said even today, Lord, I just need a word from you. And I believe God does have a word from you. And I want to encourage you to open your spiritual ears, open your heart and receive this word. And I believe this word for you is, you were called by God, you were known by God, you were loved by God, and you were chosen by him. You are God's today. And God wants to remind you of that. 1 Peter 2 Verse 9 says this, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result of that, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You were called by God and chosen by God today. And I believe God wants to remind you of something else today, that God has a plan and a future for your life. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Their plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Be encouraged today. You are God's. God has called you. You're a child of God all because of what Jesus has done. And he's got a glorious future for you. So be encouraged. Receive that word today. And for us as a church, let's keep working. Let's keep carrying out what God is calling us to do. Let's keep advancing the kingdom of God, spreading the good news of Jesus with all those around him. Let's continue to build this church as Jesus leads us, but also let's continue to build our lives in godly ways because there's most certainly a hope and a future for us. Our hope is in the here and now. We know God with us. God's going to bless us right here and now, but we have the hope of eternity as well. So be encouraged today. God has a word for you. You're called by him, loved by him, chosen by him, accepted by him, redeemed by him, and he has a hope and a future for you. Amen.